8, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe Somapete on SAFM. It's Health on Monday. 750 Amped is a proactive intervention that leverages the power of youth to inspire changes in social behavior through training, education, and awareness, while simultaneously alleviating panic, combating stigma, misinformation, and disinformation around COVID-19 among socially vulnerable communities and areas with high transmission potential. This program will run for six months from May counting until October. There is a website and an app that has been unveiled, and this will bring technology as part of the solution, crafting for the journey to zero infections. This national campaign specifically targets the socially vulnerable South African communities through providing education and awareness around COVID-19. Even more, the campaign will provide an integrated research approach to add value and effectiveness of the proposed intervention. Well, we have the CEO of Pax Africana Holdings, Murendeni Nefale, Mr. Murendeni Nefale, to talk to us more about this. Murendeni, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to SFA Viewpoint. We haven't spoken before. Are you well? Uh, good evening, Songhezo. Thank you so much for having me um, on the show. I'm doing well um, this, this, this evening. We appreciate your time. Tell us more about this initiative running for six months to really bring on board those a lot of the time the system, whatever the system might be defined as, tends to, if not overlook, forget or somehow not reach for want of resources. You are stepping in right there. Yes, sir. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that excites myself and the team is um, who we are sort of um, equipping and empowering to roll out this campaign. Um, the foundation of, of, of the 750 Amp cam- campaign um, is, is, is all about utilizing the power of youth during times of crisis. That's, that's how we phrase it. And so we, we have identified in the various provinces um, those that have been the most affected by, 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 by the virus and the most um, infected. Um, we then have identified specific locations where young people have been recruited from those communities and we are training, equipping, empowering those young people to then go back into their said communities um, and, and educate people. Um, we, 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 we empower them about the virus. We talk to them about um, what the virus is, how it, how it functions, how it's transmitted, the symptoms and, and some of the major protective measures that one can take. Um, and, and they then go out into the community and educate um, the community about the virus. I didn't miss the shade you threw at me. I had said 750 amp head. You just made sure to say 750 amp. <laughs> Thanks for that, Morendini. <laughs> <laughs> it's no shade, it's no shade, you know. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, I appreciate that. Let's talk about, you know, some of the critical discussions which in my view are not happening enough and should be happening more and more. And I think for for the most part it's clear and obvious that the COVID-19, if anything, has brought to the fore the stark realities of many South Africans, especially the socio-economic vulnerability of South Africa as a people, really, that it is through this COVID that you really get to see the successes of government over the last 25, 26 years, especially its failures, because now a lot of these things, which are now in high demand, really ought to have been taken care of quite some time ago in this democratic project. It takes for COVID-19 to really give us a grim picture as we are seeing. Mm, no, that, that's so true. You know, um, 
I mean, we, we look at our healthcare system and we look at how um, the, 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 the Department of Health and the government have um, had years to, to sort of prepare. But I think sometimes it's difficult to, to prepare for something of this nature. I think as we look at the, 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 the global reality, um, many healthcare systems have been put under pressure. I think ours um, have, have been put under more pressure because, as you said, the, the vulnerabilities have mm. been highlighted. Um, as, as, as we look at a time like this, a crisis like this that is affecting the whole world, um, and, and, and you see officials across the globe trying to respond, um, I think you, 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 you see analysts and, and, and different members of, of the leadership of, of the country sort of seeing the, the wins and the losses. So there's some things yes. that have been highlighted that have not been great, but then there are actually some things that um, I think have, we have pleasantly been surprised by how well um, sort of our infrastructure actually has handled, handled this pandemic because we are commended by a number of countries um, by the WHO themselves, that South Africa has actually handled this um, rather well compared to other countries. And so I think with, with most things, they're, they're good things that you can see, and then there are things that aren't so good that you can pick up. Um, and, the, and I think it's the same that can be said uh, about, about our context. And stigma is one of those things that are not so good because it's not a behavioral issue that is at stake here. Yeah? It's not as if somebody has been irresponsible. Why is COVID at attracting stigma. We know what stigma can do because if you think back some 25, 30 years ago with HIV and AIDS and how it was a stigma that was one of the lead causes for ultimately the deaths that were occasioned as a result of HIV and AIDS, we certainly don't want to follow that route with COVID-19. Definitely not, Sonia. And you know, as you talk about stigma, um, one of the things that we've had the privilege of, of, of Sort of experiencing as we've we've started to roll out this campaign is the reality of, of of the challenges and the dynamics on the ground so last week my team and i so we've been preparing for this campaign for the past two months yes. um and last week my team and i then split out across the five provinces that have been mo- the most affected by this virus namely the western cape Gauteng, um the eastern cape Natal, and the free state and as we got on the ground um, we were then training the young people. So we had face-to-face interactions, of course, um, practicing social distancing, mm-hmm. providing PPE for them, training them and equipping them, sort of answering some of the questions that they had. But it's when we started sending them out that we saw the reality of, of, of the myths that exist about this virus and some of the stigma that exists when people find out or when people articulate with their neighbors and with their family members that they are positive. You know, it, 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 it had me thinking about sort of the early days when HIV and AIDS was starting to become a massive pandemic in the country and the stigma associated with somebody talking about their status. You know, mm. we, we were using the language even now with, with COVID-19 about one status being revealed. And it's, it's, I think there's, 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 there's a human psyche part of it that's, that's almost unavoidable. Um, where, where stigma is a part of society. Unfortunately, when, when we don't understand something, we tend to speculate. We tend to fill in the gaps. And I think that's where some of that stigma then is, is, is sort of coming from and, 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 and is birthed from. 750 amped, seven, fighting the coronavirus seven days a week, five, five basic protective measures to fight the coronavirus, zero, the journey towards zero infections. The CEO of Pax Africana Holdings, Mr. Murindeni Nefale, is on the line talking to us about this wonderful initiative in using the power of young people to respond to the COVID-19 crisis in our communities. If you wish to contribute or ask any question or get some clarity on it, a particular issue he has so far raised or hoping that he will raise, please do engage us 891 
104-207. Those are the lines. Call them now, please. WhatsApp voice notes. Otherwise, 0614-104-107. Murundeni, talk to us about the program now and how it will be rolled out, when it will be rolled out. Yes. Um, thank you for that for that question and that opportunity. Um, so we, we are rolling it out in a couple of phases. So I've already articulated that we are focusing on um, some of the, the, the provinces that have been the most affected by this virus. Um, so it's a national campaign. Um, we've also got a, a sort of a, a social media presence, um, a media presence in the other provinces, but we're focusing on the five um, provinces that have been affected the most. Um, the first phase is we're looking at um, so last week, as I mentioned, we were on the ground um, in, in the townships that have been the most affected. And, 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 and in Western Cape, we're at, we're at Kailicha, um, in Gauteng, Alexandra, in, in, in KZN Umlazi, in, in Bloemfontein. I mean, in, in the Free State, we're in Bloemfontein, and then in the Eastern Cape, we're in East London. And so for the remainder of this month, we're focusing on um, mobilizing the young people and getting them ready to go out in those specific sites. Um, but in total, we have 45 locations that we're actually then going to be executing. So we wanted to, to, to get some, some, some learnings from sort of this first phase of rolling out. Um, we were regrouping this week. We're identifying what worked well, what didn't work as well, and we're trying to improve this machine as we're going along. And so this first phase involves these five locations, one location in each of the, 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 the five provinces. And then as we start into June, then we slowly start to roll out multiple more locations. Um, as, we've, as we've already uh, articulated and mentioned, um, we're, we're identifying the, 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 the most dense um, areas in the country. So the, 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 the areas where it's difficult to practice social distancing, the area where there's a difficulty in, in, in access to, to, to some of the, the, the main resources that are required for people um, to actually uh, sort of practice the, the, the preventative measures. And we're going out there to help the community sort of better understand what it looks like to do so despite those challenges in their communities. And so that, as I mentioned, that first, first phase then involves those initial sites and then we roll out and over the period of six months we plan to be um, in, in, in multiple locations across the five provinces. Um, the first phase um, will involve primarily being on the ground. And then the second part of it also involves um, utilizing a website and an application. And so on the website, we'll have additional information on the virus. On the website, um, we, will, we will also be utilizing some analytics where people can sort of see the spread of the virus. So sort of sourcing information from the NICD, from the Department of Health, as we're building partnerships with those organizations to, to have as much information for the people, as much information mm. for our communities um, to be able to understand and to really combat this. As the president mentioned, we're fighting an invisible enemy. And, and, and in so doing, we're trying to utilize as many tools and resources um, to, to, to combat this as effectively. So that's sort of the approach that we're going to be taking. It's those phases, and then it's utilizing a number of different tools and resources website and app, and then additionally social media. Excellent. Just to recap, Gauteng, Pan-Africa Mall, Alexandra, Free State, Hoffman Square, Bloemfontein, CBD, KwaZulu, Natal, Umlazi, Mega City Shopping Mall, Eastern Cape, Gilwell Taxi Retail Park, Western Cape, Kailicha Hospital. That's where the launch will be through these five provinces. Of course, there are 45 locations in total nationwide using young people to inspire changes in social behavior through training education and awareness while simultaneously alleviating panic 
combating stigma, misinformation and disinformation around COVID-19. You mentioned that you will target people on the ground primarily and then you will engage them on the website and applications and social media and the like. Dare I say that your work at level one on the ground engaging the people through young people is where really the majority of your work and time and resources possibly will be consumed. We know that a lot of South Africans are not as on board in relation to online spread and engagement of information. Certainly when you talk about websites, you ostracize the majority of South African as you do when you talk about applications because of the assumptions that might carry with smartphones and availability of data, oftentimes scarce commodities. Yes, and in fact, you, 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 you've um, identified quite a number of key points there. Um, so here's what, and I think that's why we, we, we intentionally took this approach. We wanted to cover this from as many angles as possible. And so the underground um, you, 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 you'd probably imagine that that's where we're getting we're getting a lot of um, face-to-face interaction with with the majority of the population. I mean, as we speak about one of the big challenges with this virus is um, the the people are not um, practicing social distancing, so people are not staying the distance. And as we we we've come to understand the way this is spread and it's transmitted, is when it's when people are close. Um, it's when people you cough and you sneeze, and and somebody's close close enough to you to pass that on to them. And so the work that we're doing um, on the ground definitely is very critical. And so that's why we've wanted to take uh, a good amount of time to understand the dynamics involved in being on the ground. Um, we're, we're, we're wanting to make sure that we're, we're sending out the young people as well equipped as they, as they possibly can be. Um, we're, we're ensuring that we're partnering with the right um, key stakeholders, um, with the CPF, with, with, with local hospitals and local clinics to ensure that we're, we're sort of bolstering the support that we can give them. Because as you can imagine, it's not an easy task to go mm. in front of people mm. and to talk to people about this thing that, that, is, that, that, that has many people fearful. You know? And so the, 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 this, this targeted approach of being on the ground is definitely one of the, the, the areas that we spent a lot of time sort of, sort of working on. But then simultaneously in that same breath, the, 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 the digital presence. So given the reality that people are supposed to be staying home, given the reality that you still do have a number of people within the context of South Africa who, who, do, that, who do have access to the digital platforms, um, we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss any avenues. And so um, the approach that we took then is to ensure that we cover as many as we possibly can. Certainly in the short term, this is very human capital intensive. Young people will have the energy to go on for days, so that's a good start. But having said that, people do like representation, and when when I talk about representation, I'm talking really about ambassadors. Are you engaging so-called influencers or celebrities for the purposes of making the initial hit of this message and this campaign for having the long-lasting impact of the six-month period initially that you're looking to have? Sure, so you ask such good questions, brother. Um, yeah, so so I would we, hope we so. have the privilege. Thank of, you. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have the privilege of partnering with um, some some dynamic organizations that 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 some dynamic companies that um, have been operating in 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 the marketing and the PR 
space and um, the, the, they have done some amazing work even in, 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 in preparing us to, to ensure that we're engaging with, with, with the right people, as many of the right people as possible. And so we currently do have a strategy where we are engaging with some, some of the influential members in our society. Um, I, I, I won't reveal too much of that strategy, you know, because it's currently mm. being, being, being rolled out and it's currently underway. Um, but, but that definitely is uh, an approach that we've taken because, as, as mentioned, we, we're trying to tackle this from as many angles as we possibly can. And so uh, as we continue to, to, to sort of build, build the momentum on, on this campaign, as we continue to, 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 to get word out there that this is what we're doing um, in the same way, then we're, we're getting that buy-in from a number of um, inf- influential individuals in our communities and a number of influencers who then, um, they, they have more authority um, than most, and so when this this message, this powerful message, can come from such individuals, then it bec- it has that much more of an impact. Let's talk institutional powers. Beca- I mean, institutional, cl- not clients, man. Institutional partners, because when you talk about impact, mm. you do need institutions. For instance, the Health and Welfare Sector Education Training Authority. Just last week, we actually had the retail CETA. Uh, the retail and wholesale seater, and there were some strong indications that part of its work is to keep the youth involved through the payment of their um, internship stipends in, in, in the continuous work of the retail and wholesale space. Here, I would imagine that you engage or will engage soon, if not already, the health and welfare sector for the purposes of using these young people for these training. The Department of Health, I'm sure, is another um, institutional partner, as you would have at local government level for the purposes of really infiltrating the communities. Anyone else? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I definitely must... must um uh, highlight uh, the, the the fact that we have actually um, been primarily partnering with um, the the health and welfare CETA. Um, this is a, this is an initiative that's being rolled out in partnership with them, and so we've had a lot of um, buy-in and support from them, um, and 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 uh, we've had um, some conversations with with different members of the Department of Health um, across uh, a number of the provinces. Um, and we've, we've also been engaging with um, a number of the local municipalities and the leaders that we, we're leveraging our networks as much as possible. If ever there was a time to sort of um, 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 trade in all the, 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 the hard work and the leveraging and the networking that we've been working on, I think such a time as this. You know, yeah. um, this is when we're supposed to then ensure that we're, we're, we're tapping into as many of our networks as we possibly can. And so um, a number of those institutions and, 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 and a couple more, um, we, we are currently um, sort of uh, knocking on their doors, continuing to share the vision. I think a big part of this then is, is, is sharing the vision. Um, we, we, we talk about trying to, to, to inspire hope. We talk about trying to inspire hope in, 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 in changing social behavior. We talk about the utilization of, 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 of the power of youth during times of crisis. Uh, we talk about awareness. We talk about um, sort of dispelling myths and stigma and alleviating panic. All these languages and all these catchphrases were, 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 were in that phase where we can, we, we can safely say we're and confidently say that we're building momentum mm-hmm. and all these various partnerships and key stakeholders, um, we, we, we're getting more buy-in with every passing day. So this kind of interview is great, Songhezo. You know, we, we appreciate any opportunity that we can get mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. talk about this, this, this campaign and this initiative that we're sort of rolling out. We sure do have an obligation and we're glad that you could honor the time and we're also equally impressed by the campaign itself and what it promises. We can only wish you all the best, Morandeni. 
Nefale, CEO of Pax Africana Holdings. Thank you so much, Songiza. If I can quickly then just share for those who have uh, who would want more additional information. Yes. Um, we're currently present on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles are at 750Amped. On Facebook, 750SpaceAmped. Um, you can email inquiries at 750Amped.co.za. And you can actually get more information on www.750Amped.co.za. Um, and our developers are consistently working on, on our app and on the website. As the week goes by, there will be more content that is ready to readily um, available. Thank Excellent. you so much for this opportunity, Sonia. You go well, Murundeni. Much appreciated. For those of you who want to make further content on any of the platforms that he has highlighted, 750Amped is spelt 750, the numerals, and Amped is A-M-P-E-D. It's now time for the book reading. It's 2131.